Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Revelation. Now you may have noticed I'm trying to break up some of Revelation because I know that it is I know that it is scary and somewhat disturbing and we don't always understand the symbology and matter of fact, I mean I know that for, for a large part we don't understand and people theorize about the symbology. Um, some may have a better idea and be closer to the truth than some of us, you know, the rest of us, but, uh, but I'm not sure that anyone knows for certain exactly what all the symbology is, okay? Because there's so much and, and it appears that there are some conflicting ideas on some things. That's why I said I, I don't want to get into speculation over any of it, but I am trying to break up the reading of Revelation so that we're not too, um, too focused on just that. Uh, I know that, like I said, I know it's disturbing and scary for some, so I'm just trying to <clears throat> bring us through a little bit at a time and not get, not get overly caught up in some of the scary things, but try to bring what we can out of it to apply to our daily lives and to remind ourselves that, you know, in the end, the Lord wins, you know, Jesus is victorious, and he saves us. He gives us the ultimate salvation. And that's one of the things we need to remember about Revelation is that the ultimate end is that the Lord wins, and we get that eternal salvation with God. All right, so we're ready to read Revelation chapter 12. And at the end of Revelation 11, what we were reading last, the temple of God, which is in heaven, was opened, and the ark of his covenant appeared in his temple, and there were flashes of lightning, loud rumblings, and peals of thunder, and an earthquake, and a great hailstorm. Now that was the end of Revelation 11. Now I am reading in the Amplified Bible, and we're going to read Revelation chapter 12. And a great sign, warning of an ominous and frightening future event, appeared in the heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon beneath her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was with child, the Messiah, and she cried out, being in labor and in pain, to give birth. Now, I've read several different things on this, and I'm just going to mention this, and I'm not going to... Again, speculate or argue about it because I, I don't, I don't 100% know for certain. I, I surely do not. But I've, I've read where the woman, this woman that we're about to read about, um, represents the nation of Israel or represents Israel. And, um, then I've also read that the woman, represents, you know, she's the nation of Israel. Let me see if I can explain this. And the 12 stars are the tribes of of Israel. And then I've also read that she represents the church, the church of our Lord Christ, the church of Christ. I don't mean that like any, I mean the church, you know, the body of Christ. And that she represents the church of Christ and the twelve stars are the twelve apostles. So, 
<clears throat> I, I don't know which of those interpretations is the most correct. Um, it seemed to me that the idea that she would be the church and that that she would represent the church, the Lord's church, and that as Christians as a whole, that this would somehow be representative of us. That kind of made sense to me. However, could it be that this represents the nation of Israel and that, you know, still being God's people, that it represents them? Maybe it represents Christian Jews. I, you know, here we're getting into things that I can't fully say one way or the other. So I just mention these as ideas, things to think about. All right. Now, some of this here we're definitely going to understand. Then another sign of warning was seen in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon, Satan, with seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads were seven royal crowns, diadems or diadems, and his tail swept across the sky and dragged away a third of the stars of heaven and flung them to the earth. Now, does this go back to one of our previous things where a third of the stars were struck? I don't know. Anyway, and the dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that when she gave birth, he might devour her child. Now again, this is this is supposed to be symbolic of somehow, from the way this reads, okay, this is some symbolic of somehow um, either the church or the nation of Israel, whichever, somehow bringing Christ into the world. And she gave birth to a son, a male child, who is destined to rule, shepherd all the nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and to his throne. Okay, so her child was called up to God and his throne, and this very much sounds like Jesus ascending to heaven. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God so that she would be nourished there for a thousand two hundred and sixty days, forty-two months, three and a half years. Does this relate back to the other three and a half years we spoke about in the previous chapter? Possibly. I'm, I'm just pointing these things out because this is um, very, uh, um, what, prophetic. And I, and I don't have a, um, I don't have a way to say exactly. But does this pertain back to that? It, it seems like it would. So... The woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God so that she would be nourished there for, and I'm just going to skip to, three and a half years. Okay. Now, verse 7. And war broke out in heaven. Michael the archangel and his angels waging war with the dragon. The dragon and his angels fought. But they were not strong enough and did not prevail, and there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, the age-old serpent who is called the devil and Satan, he who continually deceives and seduces the entire inhabited world. 
he was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom, dominion, reign of our God and the authority of his Christ have come, for the accuser of our believing brothers and sisters has been thrown down at last, he who accuses them and keeps bringing charges of sinful behavior against them before our God day and night. And they overcame and conquered him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. For they did not love their life and renounce their faith, even when faced with death. So notice how we overcome, we overcome and conquer Satan because of the blood of the Lamb and because of our testimony. So because Jesus has saved us and washed us clean with his with his blood through his sacrifice and then through our testimony of that in other words our witnessing to that our our speaking of of that salvation and of that cleansing that's how we overcome we repent and we are cleansed and then we speak of that and we talk about that we speak of God's forgiveness of his love and the, the salvation that he has given us and then we do not renounce our faith. Even when faced with death, we do not love our life more than eternity with God. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, you who dwell in them in the presence of God. Woe to the earth and, to the, and the sea, because the devil has come down to you in great wrath, knowing that he has only a short time remaining. And when the dragon saw that he was thrown down to the earth, he persecuted the woman who had given birth to the male child. But the two wings of the great eagle were given to the woman so that she could fly into the wilderness to her place where she was nourished for a time and times and half a time, three and a half years, away from the presence of the serpent, Satan. And the serpent hurled water like a river out of his mouth after the woman so that he might cause her to be swept away with the flood. But the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the river, which the dragon had hurled out of his mouth. So the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went off to wage war on the rest of her children, or seed, those who keep and obey the commandments of God, and have the testimony of Jesus, holding firmly to it and bearing witness to him. So I'm not sure if this is a vision that comes after the other things we've read or if this is a vision that somehow is supposed to be synchronous with some of the other things happening, simult happening simultaneously with some of the other things we've read because the three and a half years keeps coming up as if these things were happening together during the same three and a half years. I don't know that. I mention this as a possibility. Again, this is all very prophetic, but the things the things we really need to pay attention to the most is her seed 
okay, her children, if she is the church or if she is, like we were saying before, a part of Israel, a representative of Israel, um, either way, her children, her seed, are those who obey and keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. So they are Christians, be it Jewish or not, they are Christians. Definitely Christians. So it doesn't matter whether or not they are from the tribes of Israel or if they are Gentile Christians. Really, to my mind, we're all the same. We're all the same. It doesn't matter. We're all Christians, and that's that's who we're talking about. So the dragon is enraged, and because he can't get at her, he wants to go and wage war on the Christians, you know. Again, not sure how to look at this in order, and we may need to come back to this again. There's a lot to read here and try to take in. And I have read this before, but I have not read it a lot. And Revelation, every time you read it, it's like it's it's like it's new again. So, all right, I'm gonna. That is oh, that is the end. That is the end of chapter twelve. I'm sorry, <clears throat> I was going to skip forward and keep us going, but that is the end of chapter twelve. I'm looking to see if there was something else I had wanted to mention about this. Um, notice, of course, it, it would make sense to me. Either way, this would make sense. But for me nowadays, looking at this from our point of view, let's take this as we're Christians. If the woman is the church, you know, is Jesus's bride, if the woman is the church, it would make sense that Satan would war against the church. That makes perfect sense. And that um, it would make sense that, see, finally, one good thing that comes out of this is that finally... Satan and his angels are thrown out of heaven and they, you know, the accuser is no longer there to accuse and do any of that. Those That time is done. For whatever reason that's been going on, that time is going to be done. And he's, and notice how they describe Satan here too. He who continually deceives and, deceives and seduces, I'm sorry, let me try that again. He who continually deceives and seduces the entire inhabited world. And that's what that's what Satan does. That's that's his whole purpose is to try to deceive and seduce the entire inhabited world, all the people he can. He just wants to take them down with him. You know, if he can't if he can't win, he knows. He I think he knows. I think he knows he loses. I think he knows the end. And so he just wants to take all he can down with him. You know, it's kind of like being a sore loser and just being spiteful, you know? You know what I mean? And remember that we overcome because of the blood of the Lamb and because of our testimony about our salvation through Jesus. That's how we overcome the love of God, the mercy of God on us. That's how we win. We don't win through anything we actually do. I mean, not really. We stay faithful to God and the Lord, of course. And we bear up and we keep trying, but but they have the real victory. We're just, we just get to participate in it. So, all right. So that is chapter 12 of 
Revelation. I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.